Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Ingles will run a pick and roll on the left sideline. Bounce to Gobert. He kicks it up to Bogdanovich. Sets his feet. Fires the three and hits. And fist pumps going back the other way. The Jazz have a standing eight count right now. And a bloody nose and swollen eyes. 97-90 magic. A 32-8 run. Donovan comes down the middle. Drives. Knocks. Hammers. What a dunk. Well, we need some more of those. Utah Jazz are back in action tonight against the Atlanta Hawks, PK. Doesn't, All right. Doesn't, it shouldn't get much easier than this. No. Last in the East, losers of five in a row, beaten by the Knicks and the Bulls in this stretch. It's been rough for the Hawks. Yeah. But start taking stuff for granted. And they have beaten six teams. I guess somebody will be number seven. Just got to make sure it's not you. Okay. No Mike Conley. He's going to be out for a while, re-injuring his hamstring. And they can probably survive that because they played without him. But the next injury they have, I mean, I don't expect all these other guys to be playing 82 games. Joe tends to. But if somebody else has an injury, then then it gets really thin. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're already thin to begin with. And Conley, you know, I guess there was some report out there saying he'd be out for weeks. And so at this point, you're probably thinking sometime in January. So team's already thin. And now, if you lose another one on top of him, then it gets very, very difficult. So, I don't know that you can do anything outside of hope. I'm not sure there's anything that you can literally do to, to make sure it doesn't happen. This is Eastern trip. Looks a lot easier than the last one. It's only a three-game trip. They got uh, Miami at the end of it. But Atlanta and Charlotte to open it up. So, chance to have a good trip here. The last one sucked. <laughs> yeah, Miami's a good team. Sure. Yeah, Miami's good. But we'll see if they're 2-0 going into that. But Atlanta tonight, and you can hear that game right here on the Zone Sports Network. Tips off at 5.30, pregame show at 4.30. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. It's crazy. It's insane. Uh, obviously, for me, that's one of my goals to, like, be able to you know play in high level for the next 10 years but he's like he's about turn 35 this month and then he's moving like that playing like that just you know playing smart and it's insane he's say what he's able to do but he's lebron james you know he's different he's alien so <laughs> you expect it from him Giannis Antetokounmpo there he's an alien it's crazy lebron playing at a really high level about to turn 35 this month. Giannis is playing at a pretty high level himself. The games last night in the NBA, PK, were you, uh, I don't know, anything really surprised you there with the uh, the Celtics beating the Mavericks without Doncic? They weren't going to run through this tough schedule and beat everybody, although they got a good win to get it going. Yeah, after they got that good win, I thought maybe they could withstand it to a good degree. That game was on ESPN. I watched a good portion of it, if not all of it. Maybe not the start of it, but uh, when I picked it up in the second quarter, I watched the rest of it. And uh, Celtics played well, but I mean, Celtics are a good team. It's not like the Mavs got stomped. You 
and it was at home. So you know, they, if, they, if they can find a way to maintain close to 500 without Doncic, and they say he's close, he's their leader. He's one of the best top five players in the league right now. And uh, he, he gets back. They should be in a fine spot. And, you know, you look for the future with the guy 20 and whatever Porzingis is, 22-23. Looks like they've got two solid pieces to be able to build around for sure, fill in some play, uh, spots along the way. And they look like they're going to be a contender for the next 10 years. Maybe not this year, but... But the arrow's yeah, up. When yeah. your guys are that young and you're that good, there's going to be yeah. really high expectations. For sure, yeah. Last time a team had guys this young or that good, was it Oklahoma City on the way up? Am I missing somebody? And I assume they'd get a title, and they didn't. So you never you never know what goes wrong. But they had a really good run, obviously. Yeah, I wouldn't assume anything in pro sports. The Thunder down 24 rally and get the win. And of all the people to turn to... It was Dennis Schroeder with a 31-point game. Wasn't he the leading scorer when they beat the Jazz here last time? Yach says yes. Of all the people to turn I to. I just don't expect him to go for 31. <laughs> I mean, there are nights the entire, there are many nights the entire Jazz bench doesn't score 31 points. He comes off their bench. He's and, just a, yeah, but he's, he plays starter minutes. I wouldn't consider him. He's a he reserve and name, name only. He's been in the league for several years. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. The Utes did it. Built a huge first half lead, frittered away most of it. Built a huge second half lead. Kentucky rallied and tied the game. But the Utes scored the last three points and went 69-66. That's an enormous win for a team that had a good record. But in all the computer polls and power rankings and all that stuff, Ken Palm and that kind of stuff, they were around 100. Maybe a little better than that. Maybe a little worse. Yeah, so it's a good win, but it's it's only enormous if you follow it up. If you don't follow it up. Well, they get to they get to try with San Diego State, who's undefeated on Saturday. So yeah, I mean, did, did Evansville Evansville beat these guys? Yep. Is, is that an? I mean, what's Evansville going to do? I don't know. All right. So it's a, it's a great win, but I don't know that I'd go that much. It's only that much. If you build upon it, because the whole goal, obviously, is to get in the NCAs. And if you build upon it and find your way into the tournament, and that's one of the reasons you got in, then yes. But if not, then you know, it's still a nice win. It'll always be a nice win, but it's got to be built upon. It does. They were uh, when, you, when you're bouncing around 90 or 100 or 110, depending on which of those computer rankings you're looking at, one win isn't going to get you up into the top 40 or 45 where you need to be for an at-large bid. So, but they got San Diego State coming up. They'll have a couple of games oh, against the right teams. They're, they're not going to lack jump for the opportunity. Right. That's not an issue. So they've got plenty of opportunity to build upon to get where they need to be. Absolutely. Timmy Allen leading the way with 25 points in that game. Rylan Jones had a couple of big shots. Tim Allen, man, he was Santa Claus. He was just delivering presents for the Utes. <laughs> yes, he was. Nice pull. Good job by Tim Allen. Utah State with a dramatic win in overtime. Had that Miss, missed the shot, little scramble for the rebound there. The ball pops towards Justin Bean, and he puts it up and in just to beat the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the ball, ne- the nice bounce, and he happened to be standing right there. Not happened to. I mean, I'm sure he intended to be there. Yeah. 
And uh, he put the ball up and in, and, you know, they had fouled out uh, a couple of guys. Yeah, Sam Merrill and, was out. Yeah, and which I, I, I think fouling out is the dumbest thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no other sport has that. I mean, there should be some penalties if you exceed the limit of fine, and then you get a free throw or something. But to have to be disqualified from competition makes no sense to me in that way. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I watched that thing on the computer. And uh, it's a, it was a nice win. Keda was working himself into shape. The rule that went away that I think they ought to bring back, and it wasn't a college rule, not as far as I know. I know it was an NBA rule. I don't think it was a college rule. The old three to make two. That was the bonus. You know, if you have two, you need, you need like a bigger penalty without making a guy leave forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three to make two. Like, if you foul now, you're probably going to cost your team two points because the odds of that guy only making one out of three aren't good. You know, it really penalizes your team. Bring well, that baby back. Then I'd give him a point then. I, I, I don't want to stop the game. Uh, give him a point yeah, uh, with five fouls. So six fouls, six to nine, you get a point. Ten to 15, you get two points. Fifteen to 20, you get 13 points. <laughs> 13 points. <laughs> and it's a 13-point foul. Yeah. They're down by 39. You can make a well, yeah, they real need, quick. They need Joe Bob to foul three more times. If but you, Joe Bob's being subbed out. If you foul if you foul over 10 times a game, something's wrong. There, there needs to be major penalties. But this idea of disqualification, probably, and I don't remember every single foul against Sam. I, I watch most of the game on my computer. But, you know, there's probably at least one that could have been questionable in one of those go-either-way mm-hmm. block charges or what have you. Well, they, but, they had that review at the end yeah. of the Utah-Kentucky game. That was a weird deal. It just seemed, Yeah, they did. It just seems so stupid to disqualify right. someone from competition. No other sport does that. You know, you, if you commit personal fouls in the NFL or in college, for that matter, and I even think the, the, kicked the, out. the targeting, you know, if you, if, if you punch, but just in the, in the regular course of play, you know, you can commit 15 regular pass interferences and you don't get thrown out of the game. Right. Sam Merrill fouled out with 21 points. Nicholas Cada fouled out with 18. And without those two guys, they still found a way to win. So they are 11-2 and two now and feeling pretty good about themselves. That was a nice win on a neutral court. And UVU, that's a good win for UVU, going to a Mountain West school and beating Wyoming in Laramie. 69-67, the final there. Mark Madsen's building something special there. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. So we were up at Kyle Whittingham's press conference. Kalani Sataki had one later in the day. What was your major takeaway from listening to Kyle... Uh, Talk about his recruiting class or Kalani talking about his. Oh, you never really know for sure, but as far well, as Utah. You I thought know, Kyle they, opening with that. We need to have this press conference on Monday from now on because he's still waiting for a few key guys. Yes, there's at least two guys out there that if they sign can really bump the class up, at least in their rankings for what that's worth. Right. If you're, you're into that. And I guess, you know, if you want as high as possible, doesn't guarantee anything by any stretch, but it's. It's, and it's so unpredictable, but yet you want it. You want it as a staff. You want it as a fan base. I get all that. Uh, you know, they're doing better in state, and, that, and that's good because you look at our state and the top kids usually are pretty good. So I think, and then plus it just, it sends a message to the fan base uh, that your program is in a healthy spot. 
So that's one thing. The second thing he said that applies to every program is don't get caught with your pants down in quarterbacks. Because you look at, since they've been in the conference, they've gotten, you know, Adam Schultz, John Hayes, a sore-armed Jordan Wynn. You know what I mean? They did not yeah. have the level that they needed. And, and the way I read it now is next year, and he said Lismay is going to graduate and he may go on. Shelly might go to defense. Well, boy, he made it sound like it is. So then you only got two quarterbacks. So you're right back in the same spot. Now you have to hope that. Now you might have two very good quarterbacks. Well, they might have one more guy showing up. And if um, they and do. Well, he said they would. Yeah. But, yeah, you can get But guys. then does he have to sit out, or is he actually going to be able to play? I mean, the whole waiver thing makes that all wildly unpredictable. You, you need uh, to recruit, I believe, a quarterback, a freshman every, every single year. year. And not just settle for something, but a really a decent guy who has a chance to compete. It, you know, it can work out. If they can get rising to be patient, it can work out nicely in that you bring in Bentley. He's a grad transfer. He's only got mm-hmm. one year, right? Yep. So then rising would then have two years. It seems like guys don't want to wait two years. Forget it. I want three minimum. I, I would, I'd be showing both quarterbacks before you'd even decide who wins the job. Here's how many quarterbacks everybody in the Pac-12 and everybody in the West played last year. Because you look at, I mean, Kyle doesn't like to reference teams and, you know, where kids came from and what happened to other teams in the league. But when Cal had their number one guy, they were 6-0. and When Cal played their second or third quarterback and they had to play both those guys, they were 1-5. I don't know if 7-5 and five is your definition of getting caught with your pants down, but it's clear when you don't have the talent of quarterback, your results will vary wildly. You went from 6-0 and to 1-5 and five, all in one year. No, okay. So tell the Senga guy, be ready because you're going to play. Didn't Was it nine or ten of the backups in the league play? Okay, but suppose you're one of the two or three that didn't Well, that play. would suck. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that's nice and all. Then you can move uh, Shelly to defense. But, I mean, these guys, they've already rejected that notion. They've already left. Yeah. So they've already said, no, thank you. So now you need them to, this time you're going to convince them? Now, maybe because with certain Bentley, he can't go anywhere. And Rising has already sat out a year. He's basically sat out two years So, now. actually, it's kind so. of a different situation once they've transferred once. You would yeah. think there are you examples think, but they can of go guys down. who transferred twice. Yeah. They can go and down. you go down and play right away. And then away. you can gra- graduate. And go you to the could, big sky. You and could do another one. You could transfer a third time if you graduate. Yeah. So, But his point is you, can, you cannot be short. Absolutely not. You cannot get caught short on this position. And you know full well that... Probably half the guys you successfully recruit at quarterback are going to leave. Yeah. And we see K.J. Costello put his name in the transfer portal. I mean, this guy is, a, is, a, is an NFL prospect, a two-year starter, and he's out the door. Yep. Potentially. I guess Gone. he can come back, but it's not guaranteed. But he put his name in there. 13 yeah, what are the stats players on, have transferred. What are the, what are the stats once you put your name in the portal? I, I think that's the up USC to the program. Yeah, USC they let a guy come back, but yeah, it's up to the I, program. I think most of the time you're gone. I think uh, tough guy on the hill there. Once <laughs> <laughs> you put your name in, you're gone. Yeah, no, they haven't had anybody. Now this yelling kid from ASU, um, Herm Edwards did say, "Hey, if you can't find something, we're here for you." Mm-hmm. Now that's mutually beneficial. It's not like he's doing it out of the good graces of his heart. The kid's got talent, so I would assume he'd find some place for sure. But if not, so 
Well, Costello's thrown for over 6,000 yards oh, yeah, in his yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit like Bentley. It's a really experienced quarterback going out on the market. You don't, you don't see that. Well, that McKee kid comes home from a mission, and uh, he was all that. He should be home. It's been two seasons, so I'm not sure when he gets home, but it should be fairly soon. Yacht just pointed out, and the hammer, John Wilner wrote about it yesterday, 13 Stanford players transferring. Some of them guys who weren't playing much and got their degrees, so they want to go play somewhere. But uh, there are some guys there that they were counting on. Yeah, you would certainly, and that's not a good sign, but you would think Stanford would have a higher number since academics is obviously a high priority and that they would be closer to graduation to be able to take advantage of it yeah. to get done while still having athletic eligibility. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I feel like it was starting to get out of hand, you know, and like when I come up here and I answer and say, I don't know my future, we take it and it's like, oh, well, he didn't say, what did he not say? When it's like, no, stop trying to listen too deeply onto what's being said and like just take the message for what it was. Like, I don't know the future. God forbid. Like, I don't know if we're going to be alive next year. The world, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't predict the future. Well, that cleared everything up, didn't well, it? Well, uh, he can't predict the future, but I predict he'll have drama next year. <laughs> I'd predict he'll have drama before the end of the season. So, uh, I mean, he's a wild talent, and he knows it. He can get away with it because he's making one-handed catches that look impossible to grab, but yet he's doing them. So he's got all sorts of uh, ability so that it allows him to have drama. Odell Beckham Jr., I'm not going anywhere, but he also doesn't predict the future, so maybe he is going somewhere. Who knows? The Browns, for all the hype, big disappointment under 500, not going to the playoffs again. Well, I know he's going to be in the league because he hasn't gone overboard right, to get himself in trouble to not have employment like some of the guys have. Jacksonville firing Tom Coughlin. He's out, executive vice president of football. They had a bunch of uh, people making a bunch of claims against uh, – violating the CBA and I guess they had enough so he's out in his third year he makes uh, Kyle Whittingham look Looks like soft that. like <laughs> w- w- what's the fitness dude I can't think of his name the curly hair was it the short short Richard, Richard Simmons. Simmons Richard Simmons yeah Kyle's a- <laughs> Tom he makes, Goblin he makes, makes him look like Richard Simmons <laughs> look like Rich. because now we, you know we've had people like Brian Keel has made no bones about that he didn't like playing for the guy right and, and so, you know, you've heard stuff about him everywhere he's been. And his agent, he's 73 years old, and I saw where his agent said, Tom Coughlin still has a lot of football left in him. <laughs> okay. Great. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, DJ and PK, we're broadcasting live from the Road Home Holiday Mediathon. A lot of you have come down in previous years, made donations in person. Jill is here, who often sends us uh, audio. She has dropped by. This is not... Uh, like Touchdown Jesus there for a second. <laughs> a little bit. You're back. You're backlit <laughs> to us. It may not look dramatic to you, but to us, with that light right there, a little halo on your hair, and your arms up. <laughs> All right, the Holiday Mediathon to benefit the road home. Utah's largest homeless shelter is underway. And you can help out right now by calling and making a donation at 801-819-7300. 801-819-7300. Or 
Go to theroadhome.org and donate online at theroadhome.org. They had 652 people in shelter last night, 172 of them single men, uh, 172 of them children, excuse me. We're in a different location this year. We are. We are uh, down in Midvale this year at the family shelter. They had 80 families in shelter here in Midvale and in uh, motels across the Wasatch Front. So, Ninth Avenue, just off of uh, west of the freeway, west, right? Sec seventy two hundred south, a little south, a little more south than that. Yep, seven hundred west, seventy three hundred south. It's five twenty nine West Ninth Avenue. If you want to uh, drop by, so a lot of people uh, in shelter, a lot of people who could use your help, and you can uh, house one person uh, for one night for about ten dollars. So. Every size donation is appreciated, and the uh, donations this hour are being matched by the Huntsman Family Foundation and Grant Your Peak Fund, so anything you donate will be tripled. The number is 801-819-7300 or online at theroadhome.org. This is DJ and PK.